Welcome to the Bell & Gossip Podcast, live from the 2020 AHR Expo. I'm your host, Amanda Holloway, joined by Griffin Goda, and throughout the show, we'll have some fantastic guests and topics to share with you in this series, including several of our manufacturers, reps, and xylem experts. You'll get insights into the trends they're seeing in the HVAC and plumbing industry. Enjoy the show! I'm joined this afternoon uh, by Mike, Kevin, and Chris with Oslin Nation Company out of Texas. So if you guys can just kind of go around and introduce yourselves, what you do for your company, that'd be great. I'm Chris Wander. I am the uh, North Texas Contractor Aftermarket Sales Manager for, uh, oh, I don't know how many states are there, but it's a big state. It's about 10 Five hours counties. across, and, and it's about three and a half hours north to south. I'm Kevin Schall. I'm the branch manager for the Austin Territory Market. And I'm Mike Barnett. I'm the head janitor. My job is to clean up everybody's mess. <laughs> Great. Well, let's get right to Watermark then and how you're going to support that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That's a, that's a great initiative. So we thought about this. We were actually challenged with this last year. Uh, and we struggled with it. And I actually saw the other reps do it. And so I got a phone call from our MDM around September, October, and he says, Mike, what are you guys gonna do about this? And I said, I don't know what it is you want us to do. So I decided to start doing some homework. And uh, so he finally calls me back and says, okay, this is what you gotta do, Mike. All they're wanting you to do is figure out how are you going to make an impact in your neighborhood or your community. Um, so we, I've thought about it long and hard. I said there was no way for us to be able to do that in 2019, just not enough of a time frame there. So we're gonna let it get a little bit warmer since we're gonna be messing with water. Uh, and I figured uh, for the most part, it'll be something early summer uh, when the kids are out of school and we'll try to make a family event happen. Oh, that's, that's uh, fun. We've got 55 employees in, in North Texas. Uh, we've got eight, is that right, Kevin, yep. in, in Austin? Yes. Uh, we've got another uh, 16 or 17 in, in Houston, another six or eight in, in San Antonio. So. Uh, to try to do something vast for every territory would be tough, but I think we'll pick one or two areas um, and just try to find something that we can bring in a lot of people together and, and make a three or four hour weekend out of it. Wow, that's fantastic. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about Oslin Nation. How long have you guys been around? 1943. Okay. And you've yeah. been Bell and Gossip And we've all for... worked there since 1939. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You look great, don't you? You do. D- haven't <laughs> aged a bit. <laughs> It's the Texas water. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Just a quick overview. Uh, Mr. Nation actually was the founder of the company. Started it out of his garage, as I, as I remember, in his Correct. trunk. And uh, got the Bell & Gossett line pretty early on. He actually started off with McDonald Miller. Okay. Um, and grew the business. And then uh, the company was acquired uh, from uh, another family heirloom of the of Bell & Gossett and the Boone brothers. And they were actually... Uh, yeah. The grandchildren yeah. of E.J. Gossip. Fantastic, so, uh, yeah. So they, they owned the company for a while, and then uh, my partners and I, uh, as employees, uh, took over the management of the company and, and ownership of it, and we've been doing that now for about 13 years. That's awesome. So Texas, what kinds of questions are you getting from your customers? What are their needs specifically? you have like a top two or three things that you often get asked for from your customers? terms of installations I mean low price low price is always uh, something our customers are always asking for I mean we, we're, we're faced with a lot of I mean now we have a lot of design build stuff popping up um, so lead times are always critical um, trying to meet schedules and, and get you know a lot of 
legwork done up front. Um, so we have a lot of uh, challenges up front that we you know, contractors are asking us for to, to work with them and, and getting them um, selections, sure. Revit models, um, going through and trying to, you know, work through, you know, pre-check installations for boilers and uh -huh. things like that. So, so we're, we're, we're faced with a lot of challenges of just, you know, up front of trying to pre-coordinate, um, you know, smittles, uh, any type of issues, any type of assistance, you know, okay. design assistance that we can offer. Kevin, is it fair to think that you've been in the business a long time, right? Yes. From when you were in, Chris, when you were in it, don't you feel like that the the challenge, one of the challenges that we face is just the, the learning aspect of the products that we have with the generational gap? Um, is that something that you guys see? You've been in the business for 20-something years. You've been 39, in 1939. 1939, yeah. exactly. Right. Now, uh, I think our customers and, and, and the history and the culture and, the, and what Bell & Gossett stresses so much is our customers expect us to be system experts. So they rely on us to help them when they get in a bind. Whether they buy the products from us or not, hopefully they do. Um, but there are occasions when our competition does something strategically and we aren't able to get an order. Um, but in many cases, they still come back to us to resolve a problem that they have within a system. And that's where I, I think that the education that we get, get and the knowledge uh, and the know-how of you know, the guys within this industry and within Xylem even, you know, where we gain a lot of knowledge. And we have people that have been in this for a long time. We go to them too. Um, I think that's our strength. That's how our customers rely on us ultimately that even if they buy it from somebody else, I think they kind of feel like they can fall back on us to help them fix it. Sure. I mean, yeah. it's customers king, so services really yeah. important yeah obviously it's disappointed if you don't close the order but you know when it comes around and, and you hopefully be able to use that uh, the next time you know you're at the table with them yeah expertise i think is the is the foundation that we kind of source everything on we can't give the service unless we have the expertise and you know through the uh, you know a lot of the bell and gossip reps that have been bell and gossip reps for a long time carry on a lot of history a lot of knowledge and, and Bell and & Gossett's had the Little Red Schoolhouse and provided us with resources and things that are able to, to continue on and pass that knowledge on, not only to our customers, but enable us to provide the tools to our market. Um, so that you know, it, it builds the foundation and makes us stand apart from our competitors. Have you guys been out to the Little Red Schoolhouse since they completed the renovations? Not yet. No. It looks mighty not. fine. It's been, it's been about... Um, it's been about two years since I've been to Little Red Schoolhouse. Okay. I've heard great things. You know, you know I've, I've heard, uh, you know, from people that have gone up, uh, you know, from our customers and as well as some of our employees that have been up there since they made the, made the remodel. And I've seen some videos and it looks very impressive and I can't wait to see it firsthand. On our show, In the Field with Gould's Water Technology, the latest series covers tips and trainings for small business owners. Listen to all five episodes of the Small Business Toolbox series wherever you get your podcasts. What about energy efficiency, like hitting the regulatory compliance with the DOE 2020 um, mechanical room space? We talked to somebody, uh, a rep from New York today, and he was talking about how that space is at such a premium in that area that they're really looking for innovative ways to kind of package systems to maximize that tenant space. 
and that leasable space. And so, you know, what are you guys seeing in Texas? Are people really driving for more sure. efficient systems or smaller? Or, I know? doubt it if it's any different than what you see around the country. When the when the designers build the building, they're leaving the mechanical guys less and less space when to put it in. So they're trying to be creative and come up with ways to get the products they need into the room. You know, that's where the VSX falls in, in line. You know, one of the battles we have is against the vertical inline pumps that one of our competitors um, tout to be a space-saving uh, item. And we are in the current process of educating uh, the engineering community that that's not accurate. We've, we've done some white papers on that topic, actually. Yeah. I think we're very blessed. I think we're very blessed that Xylem put forth a commitment to being the industry leader in efficiency. They saw this coming from a long, um, a long, long time ago, and we are in a market-leading position right now. And so, I think that we're always getting asked every year, "Hey, how are you going to do in sales? You know, hey, what's it going to look like this year?" And I think, um, I think the good light that we have in front of us is that we have a product that we can gain market share. You know, the market is what the market is, but because of the leading efficiencies and the brand offering that we have, we have an opportunity sure. to, to get, capture more of that market share. As far as energy efficiency, you know, you had a couple of questions. You had energy efficiency, space savings, you know, constraints and things like that. Um, energy over the past five to 10 years and even over the past 20 years, you know, we, past 20 years, we've seen the increase in VFDs. Over the past five to ten years, you know, we've seen the increase in lead certifications, having getting lead uh, AP and mm -hmm. DD certifications. I went and got my lead AP certification, and you know, just to learn more about it and find out what it was all about. I got sure. interested, wanted to get involved, um, and and I just wanted to know more. And and I got involved in lead projects and and you know, talking with, um, you know, I worked on projects that were lead silver and lead gold certification. Um, so, so you know, we're seeing more and more of that. We're seeing ASHRAE start to adapt some of those standards, and it's great to see that the DOE has been putting out, you know, regulatory, um, you know, items to improve upon that. And I'm interested to see when they start with the horizontal split case and the other products that haven't been touched yet. Yeah. Um, so that that's that's been interesting. I'm excited to see where that's going. Um, on the side, the side of space savings, we're seeing, you know, a lot of that. I was last year ch challenged with a um, project that I was working on for about a couple of years. It was called the Austin Energy District Cooling Plant Number 3. They had a little sliver of land, which was like a crescent moon shape, right in the middle of a residential area. Um, so they had a very small footprint to put a massive um, cooling, you know, central plant and uh, for district cooling to send throughout the city. And, uh, and being right in the middle of a residential area, it was very, very sound sensitive. So, you know, for the cooling towers, the, you know, the, the, they had to get selections, which, you know, utilized very low sound, ultra quiet type uh, fans. The, 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 the pumps and everything that we were doing, everything was being speculated, you know, and, and looked at to see what the DB levels were from 5, 10, 50, 150 feet away. Um, there, was, there was so many design, and we were looking at everything from horizontal split case to vertical turbine. They were not only running my selections, but my competitors' selections. Um, we used Hydraulic Institute standard in, in looking at the different uh, selections that we were rating, you know, looking at, you know, preferred selection versus, you know, the, the allowable selection ranges of Hydraulic Institute. And we found, you know, and we were running part load conditions and what the allowable range was in there. So um, there was a lot, a lot of time put into the selections. And, and I think that uh, you know the, the the value that we brought to the consulting engineer made us stand apart from our competition, and they recognized that 
you know, we were able to do things that our, that our competition couldn't, and we were able to find them solutions and get them into, um, you know, we, we, we had a range of different selections and, um, and designs of pumps that we were bringing in that, that our competition wasn't even thinking of. So, so we were able to provide some expertise in that situation where, and provide value. And um, you know, and the project's underway. They're starting to lift things into place, and nice. um, and, and we're, we're coming to a close on it. And they, they achieved everything that they were looking to achieve. And it's to see it all being put together, you know, and 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 to look at you know the the, foot, the footprint that they're putting it in is uh, you know it's a three-level mechanical room, and it, and like I said, it, it's a very thin, narrow type crescent moon-shaped plant. So it's it's pretty impressive looking when it all, you know to see it all. But um, we see more and more of that. You know, we see that the architects are giving us small put, you know footprint to put our equipment in and then they're taking you know large rooms for other you know, other areas and, and trying to you know I guess limit what, what, sure. what we have to do is making us put equipment outside or trying to find, you know fit it yeah. in a small space and things like that so so yeah we, we continue to see challenges on space mm-hmm. savings and so you mentioned this um, district cooling facility what what other couple other projects you've done recently that had some unique circumstances similar to this that you know you've solved for. Gosh, we've had we've had several. Chris, you've had yeah. so I don't know about unique systems or issues that we've solved, but um, we definitely felt the needs of the projects. Texas has over the last several years, and uh, Governor Abbott and the and the state we have no state income tax. We really invite out of state people to come to Texas. You know. It's a huge benefit for them. Some of the ones I can mention, um, Toyo to move their corporate headquarters from Torrance, California, which is just outside LA, uh, to North Dallas in the Plano, Texas area. That was a project that we did. And there was essentially seven towers on that job. And we ended up furnishing seven booster systems. We ended up furnishing two booster systems. Seven of them were for domestic water, two of them were for gray water. So they had an initiative to collect gray water and, and recycle that. Um, and two of the booster systems, why we didn't sell the gray water systems, they wanted to keep all of the pumps with the same manufacturer, the contractor, the installing contractor made a, a conscious decision because I, I believe because of the relationship we had with them, because of the reputation that Bell and Gossett has. And just the history that we ended up furnishing everything on that job that I want to say that has a motor but that's not quite the case <laughs> so we we ended up having several VSX pumps on that for condenser water and chilled water we ended up having um, a bunch of tertiary pumps so in the seven buildings we had a, a pair of 1510s in every building every building like I said had a booster system um, some had two uh, we ended up having, there was, out of those buildings, there was 38 elevators. So we had 38 Goulds uh, submersible sump pumps in the elevator shafts. Um, so it was overall a very good project, I yeah. think, and, and it turned out very well for everybody. You know, we had Legacy West, um, which is, of course, J.P. Morgan Chase, okay. um, their building. North Texas is kind of becoming a financial center. I don't know how many people realize it, but Charles Schwab is currently building their corporate headquarters in North Texas. Um, Charles Schwab bought TD Ameritrade. We did that project, which was on a separate campus, and they're going to combine those um, in the South Lake, Texas area. 
which is in Northeast Tarrant County, Northwest Tarrant County, excuse me, Liberty Mutual, built just on the other side of J.P. Morgan Chase, so that Plano area in North Dallas. Um, at the time that job was going, the contractor had told me that that was the largest square footage of any square footage of any project in the United States being built was that project, and I don't know if that's true or not, but I can tell you when you drive by the thing on the tollway, it's 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 a massive structure, impressive, very impressive structure, and you know it's it's not just a in fact that it's not I don't know that I would call it a high rise because. It's a huge square structure. It's so much square footage on each floor. If I, I don't know what it is, but if I have to guess, it's 50,000 square feet, maybe 80,000 square feet per floor, and then there's a parking structure next to it. So it's, 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 a, it's a large property. Um, so we've had a lot of those, and hopefully we continue to see that. Um, we've had uh, some data centers being built. Um, we got one currently being built. Um, the one that's just wrapping up is a Facebook data center that we've done a lot on. That was that consisted of about six buildings in North Texas, and that that was a lot of ghouls pumps and and whatnot. Um, so over the last three to five years, that's kind of where wow. we've been focusing. It's been busy. Yes. Stadiums are next. Oh well, stadiums. We, yeah. let's bring up the stadiums. So Texas Rangers um, next year's World Series champions. <laughs> their, their stadium will open next month. The lease is running out on the previous stadium, which is 25 years old. It was built in the 70s. Beautiful ballpark. They built a, they determined there was a need and it was very well justified the need to have a roof on the stadium in Texas. Um, after a while, people get tired of sitting in 110 degree heat to watch a baseball game. So we now, Can't imagine why. so we have a stadium with a retractable roof. Um, it just happens to be about two miles, about two miles from Oslo Nation's current office, so it's very close. Um, that I don't think that had anything to do with the fact that we were successful in getting the job, but uh, it certainly didn't well, that's exciting. hurt. So yeah, it's very good. We ended up uh, furnishing all the uh, VSX pumps again, HSCs on that job too, I think, yep. um, as well as oh my gosh. A 30-inch air separator, a 14-inch air separator, um, just a lot of the hydronic piping equipment. Great. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good win. Yeah, that was was a very nice win for uh, Bell & Gossett as well as some of our other manufacturers we represent. We get a lot of phone calls for case studies, I feel like. We better get ready. So that's interesting because as we look, you know, we're here at AHR this year, and as we walk around the show, and that project is starting to wrap up, um, you know, people are saying that. And and so we want to get our marketing um, person into the building. We want to get some pictures taken. Yeah. Um, there's a lot going on in that structure right now as they're trying to meet their deadlines. Sure. Um, so whether or not we will make that happen or not before they open or definitely after they open. Yeah. So we have equipment in the building. Um, we've already made communication with the guys from the previous stadium that are going to take over the facility management at the new stadium. And I'm sure that, you know, along the line somewhere, whether if it's not with the installing contractor, I think the relationship would develop with the owners and the guys okay. that are going to be managing that equipment. We'll get in there and get some 
get some marketing material out of that. That's yeah. cool. That's awesome. It's exciting. Yeah. So let's um, shift to Bell and Gossip for a second. Not shift, but just. I just want to talk, Wait a ask second. you. We haven't been talking about yeah. <laughs> Well, I just want to hear from you what you think is, um, are some of the more important innovations that Bell & Gus has brought to you as manufacturer's reps in recent years. Uh, I think I covered it earlier. I think it's just the study that they've done on re-energizing or you know, creating the best efficiencies they could out of the pumps that we have. I mean, yeah. this was an initiative that they started five, six years ago. This wasn't something that they just found out about with the DOE. Yeah. Um, because we have that, those efficiencies, uh, personally, I feel like that's what's going to lead us in the future. Uh, there's going to be a lot of people catching up. And so, I don't, I don't know what your background is, but we've, we've kind of gotten frustrated over the years. We feel like we're the ones chasing. And now I guess we get the lead. And so we're going to get to uh, see how fun that might be. Yeah, and as we get out and talk to engineers, Kevin does a lot of that, talking to engineers and educating them on the difference between our curves and our efficiency curves and, and what our pump's efficiency ratings are versus our competitor ratings, I think is is a major strength for us. Sure. I mean, yeah, for years you had engineers selecting around part load efficiencies for chillers and boilers and things like that, and now we're starting to look at part load efficiencies for pumps. Um, you know, and when we have a parallel pump curve and or we have a variable speed curve and, um, you know, we have a control curve versus the pump curve and where we're following at, you know, different speeds on that curve. Um, you know, we're, we're starting to look at more of those probably on larger selections. But um, but even as we approach more on the DOE standards, when, the, you know, when circulators are going to be the spotlight, you know, and now we're, now we're seeing more developments in our, you know, an expansion of our offering on the EcoCirc and the EcoCirc XL. We're starting to see different voltages and horsepowers, and, and a you know bigger range of products being offered there. It's exciting to see that, and and working you know with a lot of engineers down we were able to provide selections in areas where we couldn't before. So, um, so yeah, there, there's been you know the innovation of it. Yeah, and we're hoping the new EHSC will will take us you know, to the next step against our competitors and the, and the number of sizes of pumps that, that offers us. It's, it's huge. So uh, as it replaces, uh, I think, four other previous pumps and, and works its way into the marketplace, I think will be beneficial in the long term for us. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's a very expansive offering. You know, you get into some more, some of the industrial stuff and there's talk of PIP bases and um, different things like that. And, um, you know, it's nice to have, you know, one pump that's developed that can do, you know, a whole lot more, um, you know, and, and, and consolidate some of that. So. Um, it, was, it was pretty exciting to see that unveiled at the, at the last show. I'll throw this in. One of the things, you know, you mentioned earlier, what, how do we help people and whatnot, but the, the first thing that comes to my mind is I moved from the Midwest to Texas about 20 years ago, and maybe the people in California realize this, and the people in Florida realize this, but the people to the northern states, and there are a few of them, when you're, whether you're in Nebraska or Minnesota or New York or, or South Dakota, you know, the, the size of the pumps are different. So they're trying to produce heat, right? They're trying to heat their buildings because the long seasons are heat. Well, in, in the southern states, we have big chilled water pumps. We're trying to cool everything, you know? So it's, it's a totally different swing. We may have four large chilled water pumps and maybe one in a redundant heat hot water pump because we don't have to produce a whole lot of heat. Our average temperature in Texas in is in the winter is about 55 degrees 
you know, it gets colder sometimes and whatnot, but in general, our biggest concern is being able to cool buildings. Honestly, you, the best thing I can tell you is don't close the book. Leave it open and turn the pages and be willing to accept new information. Just because you've done something for 20 years, it doesn't mean you know how to do it the next two weeks. And we, you know, we hear it all the time from customers, I've been doing this for 25 years and I've never seen it. Well, guess what? We've introduced a whole new slew of products. We've got new efficiencies, we've got new regulations, we've got new ways of doing things. So my recommendation to anybody getting in this business is always be open to change. Yeah, and open to learning, right? Absolutely. And, you know, the, in a job like this, you, you never stop learning. And no matter how long you're in it, no matter how much you think you know, you, you're always learning something. Yeah, it's a continual process. And even the things, if you're not using like one resource that you learned five years ago and then it pops up five to 10 years later, you find yourself relearning it. You know, it, 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 there's there's constantly, and there's just always new challenges that you're facing and and, uh, and new solutions that you can offer towards it. So, you know, it's it's more, you know, it's keeping an open mind and, 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 you know, just research, you know, and, and, and use the resources that we have through different, you know, our manufacturers, product specialists, and and being able to go to them that deal with, you know, the specific things every day, you know, and, and, uh, and knowing who to contact and, you know, and, and where your resources are. Great. Well, we really appreciate you all um, taking some time and chatting with us today and we wish you an awesome 2020 and awesome nation. Don't Thank mess you. with Texas. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks. Solving Water Podcast is produced and distributed by Xylem, a global water technology company of more than 16,000 employees committed to solving critical water and infrastructure challenges worldwide. Stream, download, and subscribe.